Hallelujah. Thank you very much. You're welcome to church. Amen. You see, the world we are living in, we prioritize, we put things in the wrong way. Life should be number one. How many of you know that? But we put life at the last. I learned a lesson by something that happened, a tragedy that happened. The F quick. It contained a landlord within second to be living in a tent with a tenant. All that you have guarded your life, which you pride yourself to, you can lose it within a day or a second. There is something which nobody can take away from you. That is your salvation. That is why we need to give people what they can hold forever. The Bible call it eternal life. It means that it does not cease. Things that are eternal are the things that we must put parity on and price on. But the devil have changed our concept of life and have placed the things that are perishable and make them so important to us that we put all our money, our life, our effort, our everything on those things that can lose, we can lose within a second. Within a second, people went and slept. About 40-something seconds, and that was all. I had a friend who said, this thing is making me afraid, so he's rich. He said, I will live in a container house. <laughs> From Trasaco to a container house, <laughs> the things you were priding yourself in, now you want to go and live in a container house. Who told you? That if death want to visit you, <laughs> a container can keep can protect you. I said the only place you can keep yourself, like the psalmist says, that he will run Psalm ninety one. That what? Where is safety? only safety you can have is under God and God protection. So we cannot say, oh, let's sleep next year before we tell somebody about Christ. You don't know what is going to happen. So I think that we need to prioritize ourselves whatever we do 
and prepare that any time we are called, we are ready and happy to live. It's the reality. Hey, you can be over 120, 200. There is an end on F here. If Christ tarries, there will be an end for everyone. If he doesn't tarry, there will be a rapture. <laughs> Something will happen and you will not be in your old state. So what are we doing to prepare ourselves so that any time something happens, you are happy, you are living. When some people are retiring, they are happy. When some people are going on pension, they want to go on pension quick because they have prepared enough for their pension. There are some they've not been able to prepare. And they're living in government bungalow, using government car, being fueled by the government, electricity free, water free, everything free. So your life is somebody sponsoring your life. Then the time comes, the sponsors have to stop. It's very fearful. You see yourself, time is not on your side to build a house. Time is not on your side and finances is not on your side to do what you can do to keep your life going. Time is not on your side to pay your hospital bills. And knowing that the older you grow, the bigger the bills are. If you don't know, I'm telling you. That is the fact and the truth of the matter. So that you don't live your life anyhow. I hope I'm talking sense. I was telling some young men. I said there are stages of life. It's stage one. From zero to 25. It's a time you acquire knowledge, you get yourself prepared for life. And that's the time there are other things to get your attention. What you acquire within those years will determine what you will be. They tell you to go to school. You think you're smart. You behave as if you're reading your book when your parents are coming. When they move out, you close and say, look, it's your future. But at a point, you will be supported in life. When they give birth to you, they will carry you. They will feed you. But as time goes on, the care will be, really, uh, be, be, will be reduced. And next time you start 
walking. Not every day that they will carry you all around. Not every day they will tie you at the back and carry you. At five years, if you still cry for your mom to carry you at your back, then there's a problem. <laughs> oh, am I talking sense? So I said, you can learn within that time. At a point, you get to a point, you are, you can, they will send you alone to a certain distance. At a certain age, you alone can go to town. But sometimes, parents can keep them at 25. They think they can't let their children go out alone. At 19, they can go out. So, but we were left out quick. <laughs> Twelve years, I was traveling alone. <laughs> and not direct transport. You go and get us some place, wait for another car. If you don't get it, you sleep there the next day. Twelve-year boy. So, it hardened some of us. Something we take some time. <laughs> we were picking, we went to a program and we sat in a trotter. And one was crying. And my mother, the, the, I said, How? I said in my head, The trotter is good for us, we've been working. This trotter is just, is, uh, how do we call it? Like you've been promoted. It's a promotion to us. And somebody think that throw throw is a punishment. Sometimes allow your children to take throw throws more. Let them taste that the life is in the out. It's hard and soft. Let them work. Let them help you at home. Let them cook. Because this well is not only book. So as we grow, the parents take care of us and they release us small, small. At a point, you should be able to gain, you are independent. That the point, they should be interdependent. Your parent and the children, you all depend on each other. I advise them that look, even if you are paid little, tell your parent, go to them. You know they are rich, but say I am responsible. Daddy, I'm buying this thing for you. Amen. 
What you'll be doing is you're building him to face the world that have one father. You see, this world have one father. <laughs> and he trains everybody the same. <laughs> so I ask them, that is the time to acquire knowledge, to ask those who have succeeded, how did you make it, to learn many things. It's not a free time for you to uh, be playing around. That is the time to discover what you want to be in future and train which will help them to find out the will of God concerning their life, where they want to get to and what they want to be, not to force them to what we want them to be. Sometimes we want our children to become doctors, lawyers, accountants, so if your son comes, I want to be a carpenter. And you are a professor. Tell me the truth. What will run through your head? Your son comes. I don't want to go to this normal university. I want to go and do the T, how do you call them? TVET. Very intelligent, and he chooses he wants to go and use his hands. You will sit him down. Kwaku. He thinks he must use his hands. He thinks he can use his hands better than uh, he, he, he wants to do. Somebody went to university, came back, I want to go and do hairdressing. The father said, ah! You don't need education to become a hairdresser. And the woman said, look, the education can give me a good leverage. It will help me to see things differently and do things differently. And that is the one that will bring the customers to me. So that is the time we need to encourage our children, help them, you need to be with them, we need to direct them and guide them. And as they grow, sometimes at 12, most of them are 12, they know what they are, they are, they are about. They'll tell Joseph, don't you know that? Joseph and Mary. And my father's house, when you are looking for me at the wrong place. So find that Jesus is going to work in his father's house at 12. So what Joseph and Mary should do is to help him. That this is the work you are going to do. Let us direct you and help you so that you can become a better pastor. So life is in stages. After 25 to 50, that's the time you put in your whatever you've learned and you're also adding some. By 45, 
ubiya na oben na unim it's not the same with everybody there's an equation called god equation which god seasons are different from man season he can choose an 85 an 80 year old man and let him start school class 1 he can employ somebody at 80 like pastor moses but these are exceptions i'm talking about the general so some of us may be the exception but i'm just talking about the general by 50 you know you are preparing for retirement if you haven't built by 50 you'll be jittering or am i am i You'll be worried, isn't it? Oh, you know, you know, we all know. You'll be worried. Where am I? Especially when everything is taking. I don't like things to be done for me all the time. Sometimes I take car. I drive myself. I don't want to forget to drive, to drive because I won't have driver all the time in my life. I might not be able to pay a driver all the time. So if they are there. I take the car. I drive to train my driving skills. And most of the time I'm the one who gets to know whether the car is functioning well or not. And as you grow, which you grow, all of us will grow. Then we get in the 60, what am I going to do? you get very some people even develop diseases mid crisis comes you are thinking about the future what will my future be is my children going to take care of me and the system is becoming difficult say prophet since here i'm over 50 may and then it's not too late you can so depend on God to help you. All I want to say is we need to preach the gospel because this life has a span. The beginning and there's an end. But after the end what next? There is what we call eternity. And because of eternity we must preach the gospel and everybody must have a good end. Not a good end as saying you die as a, a, a rich man. No, 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 no. Uh, I always advise people if you are living property, the best property you can leave for your children is good training. Its character is certain things that you can put into them. Those things are tools. Give them tools instead of giving them. what you use the tool to do because when they finish eating that thing they can produce again but when you give them the tools look even if you are dying you know i have given them the tools and they will produce what 
I've been producing. You build houses for them, they will sell it to the houseboy and become a houseboy in the houseboy's house. <laughs> but they can't maintain that house. They've not been taught how to maintain things. Give them what it takes. If you're dying, be laughing. Because they will rise up to build a better house. Because your house should be an old house. And they wouldn't even like to live in that old house. I looked at some house that we used to see great. In fact, we used to travel from our village to go and look at that house. It was the only story building in Kentampo. The other day I went and looked at the house. I said, is that the house? It's nothing to write about. Just small things. They just built and started to. And it doesn't look. And it's not. Even if you dash it to me, I don't like it. But people would travel. I remember somebody went and stood there and said, where is it? He didn't know what story building is. I said, I said, oh, it's high, that thing, thing. And we thought it was a very tall building. Why is one story? So life continued to change. What we seem great today, in future, it will be nothing. The car which you pride yourself as if I'm driving. Sometimes when you sit in some car, you think you are the best in the world. You deceive yourself that I am great. But meanwhile, the people outside don't see you as great. By 10 years, 5 years, then that car is nothing. That is why we need to put premium on our soul. But the soul will live forever. The body will go back to the earth. So all that we are doing is to put in everything to save souls. There are three groups of people which I want us to move out, want us to be praying when we are praying. When we pray, we are praying for there are people who have a passion. Jesus said, pray to the Father. When he saw everything, I said, the field is white. But the laborers are what? He looked at it. And he saw that mm, the field is white. But the laborers are what? So he said, therefore, do what? We should pray to who? God is called the Lord of what? Harvest. It means that he is the one in charge and the master of whatever you harvest. The souls that are there. He is the Lord. So let's pray 
And what will be his work? It is he who will send the laborers. So most of the time, when I am preaching and I am going to talk about Christ to people, I say, I am sent by God to you. And people are saying, hey, now why are you saying that? I say, I am, the way you see it, I say, ah, did this guy see God? Yes, he sent me. He said, he will send the laborers. So you are not going, you have been sent by somebody. God is the one sending you. So anytime you are going to preach the gospel, you are sent. If you are not sent, then you are sending your own message. When he sent you, he gives you a message to preach. He said, pray that God will send what? Laborers. So there are one group that prays. Their passion and their prayer is to put revival and heart. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is what? Great. But the laborers are what? A few. The reason why people don't go out to witness, we can talk to you all sweet words, you will go out and you will say anything. Some of you will say anything. But when God stirs your spirit up, you don't need me to come and beg you. There is something burning in your heart that you don't need. It's not because the church said you should witness. You see the agency of the day and see the life are going to perish. And there's a burden on your heart, but you cannot sleep by telling them about Christ. That is what I call witnessing. But it happens not just by chance, but by prayer. Say, pray that the Lord of the harvest will do what? The harvest truly is great. Say, the harvest truly is great. But the laborers are what? A few. That is why when we send people to go out, few people go. The laborers are indeed few. It's few people who will go out and want to just speak to somebody. And sometimes when you are part of the few, you think, ah, what is the church doing? Every time they come and sit down in the, in the chair and they listen, and they're, 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 don't complain. Complain won't change them. Pray. It's prayer that will turn. There must be something that should kick their spirit, kick their emotion, kick everything, their passion for that. He said, oh, Jesus, I love it. Therefore, what do you do? He didn't say, oh, the laborers are few, so what can I do? He said, because the laborers are few, what do we do? Pray the Lord of what? The harvest. To send out where? Laborers into his harvest. So, during the week, if there are any prayer we won't do it, we'll pray that God will send laborers into his house. If God doesn't do it, it will be just an announcement that we are making. But if God sends you, you cannot sit down. But he also sends you with a message. 
a messenger must be sent with what? If you're a messenger, then you must carry a certain message and know how to deliver the message. So the work of the church, the work of God is to give us the messengers so that God will give you the message that will help you to deliver it. I hope you're getting me. I hope I'm saying something. So one category will put it on their heart. I say, ah, they are praying, 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 praying. Look, if that is the burden on your heart, pray. Pray that people, God will send people. If you pray that people should go and witness, they may not. But pray that God himself will send them. When God sent people, look, even if you don't want to go, there's a way to go. If you don't know, go and ask Jonah. God sent Jonah. He's one of the boldest prophets I've ever seen. He's the one who God will send. I will go. And he will take money, take a ship, go a different direction, knowing that that God, he will see him. Ha! The God that sees. He thinks that, oh, if I go the opposite direction, God will call another person. Once God calls you, after all, there's one thing about God. You can argue, you can say and give all excuses. Once he said, I am sending you, he's sending you. Moses said, I am a stammerer. <laughs> and God, he talked, 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 talk. <laughs> God said, you are the one who should go. All those who complain and say, I am not fit. God is there because you are not fit, because you are complaining, I always send you. He still sent them. When God sent you, it's difficult. He didn't force Jonah. He caused situation to make Jonah go. He went under to go and sleep. He didn't want to even come to the top for God to see him. So when the storm was shaking, he was under the boat. He, 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 we think we can hide from Jehovah God. Jonah! They caught him. And they asked him because he told him that, them that he was running away from God. And they saw that God was angry. And he told them, what can we do? He said, I am the cause If it's you, you said, let all of us perish. He said, look, for all of us to perish, let me alone perish. So they took him. The people prayed, said, God, it's not us. We don't want to kill him. <laughs> but, but, but you see, he, he's telling us. And they said to another, come, let us cast lot that we may know for whose cause this trouble come upon us. So they cast lot and the Lord fell on Jonah. Thank God, you can hide. It fell, the unbelievers cast lots, and the unbelievers managed to know that it is you. <laughs> so they threw him. 
And he fell in. But God wanted, because God is sending him as go, God prepared a fish already. He knew that Jonah, he would try to run away. The Bible says, and God prepared. So that fish was prepared long time. And God put oxygen. Everything. You know, if a human being go into a fish without oxygen and without a certain environment and they go deep in the sea, he will die. Even the digestion system will kill him. It will, he will digest. But God prepared a certain fish. A fish that enzyme will not digest. A fish that can supply oxygen. A fish who there will be space for Jonah to kneel down and pray. And the Lord have prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. Maybe it might be submarine. In those days, if they saw an aeroplane, what would they call it? A bed. So he called. God prepared a submarine. And he took this man. Now the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish belly. Praying where? In the fish belly. Prayer meeting. Prayer altar was raised there in the fish belly. And he said, I cry out the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me out of the belly of the shore. I cried. And you heard my voice. Oh, God is good. Though. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the sea, and the flood surround me. All your billows and your waves pass over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. Wow, how he managed to know the, 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 the location of the holy temple. <laughs> Good. But in his heart, he did it. The waters around me, even to my soul, the deep clothes around me, which were wrapped around my head. Ah, fish in the hmm. I went down to the mooring of the mountain. The earth with it bars close behind me forever. So, so he thought, that was my end. The earth ah, with it bars will close over everybody one day. Yet, oh, I love it. You have brought up my life from the pit. Oh, Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. 
Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. I feel the answer to me. But I will sacrifice you with the voice of what? Thanksgiving. And I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. That is why we need to bring that salvation to mankind. Then eventually he was he came out and he went. If we read the story, later he, he even fought with God. Uh, God made something grow up on him and something, he was angry with God. That, God, why did you cut it? He, he has a very bad temper. No nonsense. But he had a gift. He was gifted. He is the one who can articulate God's word for the people to understand. God knows this is the one that can deliver this message for the people. And he himself knew that if he speaks, the people will change. And he doesn't like the people. He wanted the people to be punished. <laughs> so, because they were enemy to them, anyway, they were enemy and the way they maltreated them, he said, no, God, it's time for you to punish them. And I know you, God, will not punish people when they change and repent. But if I preach, I know they will repent. <laughs> so I will even go there to preach for them to repent so that you can have the chance to deal with them according to what I want them to have. And that's why he was running away. Then eventually he went and he preached. You see, God is not interested in destroying sinners. He wants to bring salvation according to him. Salvation, God wants to bring salvation to everyone. Even the worst sinners, God wants to bring salvation. Even your enemy, God wants to bring salvation to them. And because of that, God may send you to somebody you don't talk to. Jonah. Go and preach. I won't go. Jonah. Many Jonas is in the church. When God send them, they want to go on their own direction. I pray that this rich will won't be Jonas. We will do exactly what God is sending us to go and do. The first category of people God put burden on is the intercessors. We need to intercede for the soul. Not even the soul, but the people who will be sent. In fact, the problem is of the souls. The problem is those who are sending the messages. Pray that the church will hear the voice of God. Not because we want to increase our church and increase offering. But because we want souls to be saved. Go and preach to them. So, 
The first one is the prayer. The second one are the one I call the doers. They are totally passionate. They don't understand anything apart from so many. Hey, you shout, you're born again because they want to get you born again. We need all those people in this church who will not mind anything, mind anybody, but passionate to preach. They don't care whether in Trotro. We should preach in Trotro. After all night, we stand and preach. I remember Kanda area the whole. Asalam down. Every area. If we're living there in the someday, we might have heard our voices. We'll preach and talk. I remember somebody came and gave a one. We were to go and preach, and there was a cafe. But our watch, our watch was one hour earlier. So we thought the cafe time has passed. So we started preaching. And somebody came out and he warned us. He said, Who are you? And he gave a warning shot. Pa, pa. But we finished the preaching. The next one to preach, fear came into us. But nobody wanted to prove that he was afraid. We're behaving like our oh, instruction. But before then, everybody's yearning to go and be the one that, but this time nobody wants to preach. So we held our hand to see who God's here, you should go and preach. Then somebody came out with a prophecy. And it was not any coordinated English, good English. It was some bad English, but God spoke. The tenses were bad, but God still spoke. It ministers to us. You see, when God speaks, it's not the tenses. It is a message that comes to you. you say, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I was, I, and, and all the things he was saying, uh, the person didn't go to school, so uh, he, he wanted the, the God was, you know, it's the channel God is using. You see, if it's the channel God is using, he uses the vocabulary you know. God never used any vocabulary you haven't learned, apart from tongue. So God can give you a message in your spirit, but you are the one who can bring it out in the vocabulary. And God knows that Jonah has a lot of vocabs. He understands that language. He can speak, and every word God wants to say, he can bring it out exactly the people to understand. So those people. So pray for people who will preach. So as we go, we'll be praying for people who will preach. Then there are a third group of people. I call them the uh, those who who sponsors or who who contribute. You see, they are the one who pushes the gospel. See, gospel has a wheel. Everything has a wheel, even the church. The Holy Spirit is the one governing us. 
But let him tell you the church need money. He took money for you to be sitting down there. He didn't take the Holy Spirit. We don't sit on Holy Spirit. The chair the Holy Spirit will bring, if you sit on it, you will cry. He, the Holy Spirit put it in people's heart. Give something them people. So the church had people who were praying. They had people who were going out and they had people who were sponsoring the work. So that the church, you don't only bring people in and for them to run out, but there must be something to be able to take care of the church and to run the church. It is not a complete work, not just getting them born again, bringing them here, running away, and, and they become worse. So each one of you, so some of you, God will put a very strong egg in your heart to sponsor, to give God's work, to push God's work with your money. He will make you rich so that you'll be able to help the work of God. All of you add up into bringing the gospel. What do we preach? He said, go out and preach what? The gospel. Gospel simply means what? Good news. What is the good news? The good news is that Jesus took your place. You're supposed to die and go to hell. And God came to rescue you. You and God were enemies, and God is now bringing you closer to him through his son Jesus Christ. Every gospel message which you preach, some of these things should be found in them. The first thing that comes through the gospel is God's love. It is God who first threw his love towards us. Not that because you love him, but he loves you in the state in which you are in. So the first gene, the gene is God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It is his love that made him give his son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But they cannot believe. How can they believe? Unless somebody is what? Is sent. They cannot believe unless God gave his son. He first gave his son. Then after giving his son, we saw him. Then we believed. So his love moved him to save the world. So we are taking God's love to the people. That God loved them. And because he loved them, he doesn't want them to perish. And that is why you are coming to them. We are not going to condemn them. That because you are a man and you are, you, are, you are a man, you want to marry a man, you are condemned to die. No, 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 no. That is not the message. The message is that when with that, God can change you and help you. God's love is the one you are bringing to them. Then what's the next? Oh, it as you preach it, God love must come in. As you preach it, the only sinless Son of God, 
Jesus is the only way that you can be saved. According to oh, Christian, you have a very, uh, how do you call it? Narrow-minded. Yes, the way is narrow. Jesus says it's narrow. And it's few that finds it. If there are other ways, then there's no need for me to go and, and tell the person. They can find the other ways. But if there's the only way, the only drug, and that person has the disease, and is going to kill the person, and this is the only drug, then you go everywhere to find that drug for that person if you want that person to live. So his only son, Jesus Christ, because of his love, he gave him to us. The next. S. The S is sin. All have sinned. And have come short of the glory of God. So when we are preaching the gospel, you show the person God's love, you show him that the solution, the reason why he loved you is his son. His son is, when you, you give him Jesus, you are showing him God's love. Then why did he bring his son? Because of our sin. To deal with our sin problem that separated us, that is taking us to hell. Then P, his precious blood. The blood is precious. He poured out his blood for us. So the blood of Jesus Christ paid for our sin so that you don't keep on going back to the old sins. It's also a weapon for you to overcome the devil. Because the devil's power is in sin. But once you have the blood, his weapon of sin cannot overcome you. If you quote that you did it yesterday, you said the blood will just have cleansed me. You overcome him. E, you cannot preach Jesus who died and poured his blood to save you without talking about his resurrection. If he didn't resurrect, then all what we are preaching is useless. So the E, say, oh, what has E to do with resurrection? Is ever risen Savior. He didn't only rise like Lazarus and died again. <laughs> He's risen and is alive forever and ever. Then the last one is what? L. You must give the person the opportunity after hearing all this to let Jesus in. Let him in. Help him. Sometimes compel him to let him in. It is when you allow him that he can work for you. The drug you take is the one that heals you, not the one you have on the shelf. So the person must take him and let him in, allow him into his heart. 
and he man can be saved. The Bible said, with the heart, man did, that's what, is our heart that believes, our duty is to tell him. And he can believe. You can use any method to preach Christ. You don't have to even quote all the scripture. Blah, 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 blah. You can use your life. And you'll find the resurrection in your life. Look, his power. I was down. Jesus has brought me up. I used to feel very, 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 very uh, condemned. But now I am out of it. So you can use your own life to tell the story of what Christ did for you. And people can be saved. The gospel is inside your life. Amen. Amen. It's not something difficult at all. It is very easy. It is something you know. So that is why I want all of us to put our energy. This is not a good message for you. Because whenever you are talking about things like that, people, because it doesn't relate to them, the thing doesn't benefit them directly. Look, there's a benefit in this. When you win a soul, you make heaven rejoice. And when heaven rejoices because of your work, ah, why will your prayers not be answered quickly? As you preach, Jesus said, anytime you go with the gospel, you go with Christ. He said, I am low, I am with you always. It means that anytime you are speaking the gospel, you can be sure that Jesus is standing by you. He said, and they, they that believe shall do what? Shall lay hands on what? It's not pastors he's talking to. He's talking to believers. So you, all of you, you can lay hands on people and they will be healed. Yet they shall, is it that what he said? Recover. So when I'm laying my hands on the sick, after delivering the message to them, I know without doubt that the person shall recover. He said, prophet, what about if it's cancer? The Bible says that they shall recover. I am not the one doing the recovery. He is the one who said it. If they don't recover, one they didn't drop. If they recover, what can occur? So I have nothing to fear. I just have to do it. And it keeps on working. It has worked for me. And it will work for you. Yeah. I want you to go home with this. A good servant, when God sends you, he also strengthens you. Sometime, what I used to do, the more I go out to preach, 
the less the devil has a chance to inflict me. But my mind is on God. And he cannot put his disease on me. If you are sick, minister to the sick. Go out. Have the boldness. Tell someone God loves them. Tell someone Christ died for them. Tell someone that no matter how sinful he is, God still loves and wants to save him and help him. That is the good news. I believe. Some say, oh, suffer. Now, me, I have the way I sin. Can I go and preach? The best medicine for sin is to preach the gospel. Once you are preaching, Christ is with you. He helps you in all your weaknesses. Where there's a need for him to even transport you, he can do that. You remember Philip. Somebody was reading Ethiopian, was traveling in his chariot and was reading the Bible and didn't understand Isaiah. And God transported him. A miracle happened. And he went into the man, preached the man. The man understood. He said, what forbid me to be baptized? And there was some river there and they baptized him. The moment he finished, he must go back because where the spirit took him to the town is too far. So he was caught up in the spirit again. Transported literally to another city. Wherever he preached the gospel, the Bible said, demons did what? Cried out. He didn't even cast it because the gospel and demons cannot stay in one room. You can't preach salvation to people for Satan to still have control over him. The way to drive away Satan is to bring the light of the gospel in people. The reason why we've been praying for people who've been casting and they are not casting out because we've left the light of the gospel. Let's take the light of the gospel to them and Satan will pack his things and cry away. God bless you.